Welcome to the From Better Half to Boss podcast. I'm Tavia Redburn, and on this show, I share how I retired my husband from his nine to five with my birth photography business, all while homeschooling my three kids. If you have a passion, there is a reason. It's because you were made to follow that passion. It's your time to go from better half to boss. Welcome to this episode of From Better Half to Boss. I'm your host, Tavia Redburn. So I love getting to interview not only other birth photographers, but students who have blossomed in their business. So in this episode, I am interviewing my past student, Brittany Hogue, who is a professional artist in the Midwest specializing in birth and motherhood photography and films. So what's cool about Brittany among like all of her talents is that she's been able to grow her birth business amidst raising three children under four, marriage woes, postpartum depression, and a pandemic. So we're talking about all of that in this extra long, extra juicy episode. And we actually covered a lot. But I think my favorite thing was when she talked about how quickly she grew her business in 2019, when she started implementing what she learned inside marketing school for birth photographers, as well as how she shifted things when 2020 hit her area hard, and just everything in 2020, (laughs) and how she has booked 11 births in 2021 so far, as a result. If you want to be a birth photographer and you're not sure how to get started, I have an awesome free workbook for you. It's called How to Start Your Birth Photography Business in 2020. To get this free workbook, go to www.taviaredburn.com slash workbook. Inside, I'll show you how to line up reliable childcare, the legal side of setting up your business, how to find your backup photographer, how to choose your equipment, and more. Download the free workbook at taviaredburn.com slash workbook. Okay, let's get back to the episode. Hello, everyone. Um, hey, if you're watching this, you're likely on the replay. Will you do me a favor? Type replay in the comments so I know you're here. My name is Tavia Redburn. I'm a birth and newborn photographer in Oklahoma City, and I train birth photographers how to run successful businesses. Today, I am joined by Brittany Hogue. Hi, Brittany. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for being here. So we're going to talk a little bit about Brittany's business and just sort of where she was pre-COVID, how she's made it work with COVID and what 2021 looks like for her. And we're just going to talk all about that stuff. So let's just dive right in. Are you cool with that? Yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, where did I start? I Yeah. Started- so I want to talk about where you started in your business. Like when you and I first connected, what was your business like? I think I was about two years into trying to be a birth photographer <laughs> when I joined the course. And I know that the Facebook group had about 300 people in it then. So did it really? Like, yeah. Wow. And that was when I was like, I'm going to absorb everything. And you still had top commenters. <laughs> and I was the top commenter by like 300 <laughs> to 500 comments. every week. I think you might still be. <laughs> oh, okay. That's no, I don't know. I haven't done it in a long time in there compared to what I used to. It's more just like, uh, oh, the kids are finally asleep. I'm going to decompress. Yeah. I'm going to just talk about stuff and educate for a while. Yeah. yeah. I photographed probably about 20 births 
uh, by that time over a two year period. I had a friend from high school that had uh, reached out and asked for breastfeeding photos and we did the breastfeeding photos and she told her husband, it wasn't awkward at all. It totally wouldn't be awkward if we asked her to photograph our birth. So I had no idea what to expect. I had never been a part of an out-of-hospital birth. I didn't even know people had out-of-hospital births when I started this in 2016. I was six weeks postpartum when I attended her birth and I brought my newborn with me. That was part of the agreement was that our due dates were so close together. I'm, I don't feel comfortable leaving my baby at home. And it was just this total unicorn magical experience. I had the Tuesday morning, 9.30 a.m., daytime birth. It's sunny outside. It's beautiful. Her kids are there and they're engaged. And my newborn stayed asleep for the entire six hours. This so was your first birth? In the car seat. My first birth. Stayed asleep the entire time. And then there was this period where she finally woke up and her children were like, now there's two babies here. <laughs> it was great. But she, I left that experience and I was just like... I, nothing in my life holds meaning compared to this. <laughs> this is how, what? <laughs> and it probably took about a year before I had more than just a couple of people that didn't personally know me to be interested. And I honestly, I wasn't even that great of a photographer. I look back at where I was in 2016 and I'm like, 80% of those images were out of focus. This is <laughs> Let's be real. I, and think I remember you would like casually yeah. low key be like, Brittany, um, where's the focus in this image? And like, oh. You notice that? Well, nobody else notices it. They're focused on the emotion happening. Stop pointing it out. So I, I did the course in 2018. And at that time, I had just had my third baby. I had three children, three years and under. I mean, I remember strapping my baby to my back in the Tula and sitting on my exercise ball and bouncing at the computer and watching and taking notes of what we were learning in the, in the modules. But I kept telling myself, if I can just get through this, if I can, if I can do this, how can I not succeed? If I can get through this part of my life and these obstacles, everything else is going to feel easy. Right. So we kept pushing through stuff. My husband was in paramedic school. He um, was working a full time job and a part time job. And I started really focusing on the social media parts of connecting with people. And we did the, the 30 day social media challenge stuff, like all the talking points to list about. And I started taking those things and, and building upon them more and throwing in, this is my personal experience with those things. What's yours? And people really started resonating with that. And I drew a lot on the experiences I was going through, right? I'm right there with those moms. I'm right there overwhelmed and I haven't taken a shower in three days and I still don't wear makeup. <laughs> but yeah, it, I started really noticing growth about four months after I got through everything. And I finally just got it all put together and the blogging and the emailing and I was scheduling posts and I was being authentic and people started responding. And it just blew my mind because my images really weren't that great. But people were establishing a relationship with me and that was making a bigger difference than any kind of talent I ever had. 
then I was able to book more births and gain more experience and become a better photographer. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. So I did the course in like two, late 2017, early 2018. And then 2019, I feel like things really just, they picked up and they picked up fast. It was like an on-off switch. I went from, okay, I'm getting regular inquiries. Now, how do I convert these people to, I'm getting people who are messaging me five weeks pregnant and saying, I'm ready to put in the retainer. I'm ready to give you my money now. I went from being a $500 birth photographer to a $2,000 to $4,000 birth photographer. And that just, my husband was like, you're charging how much now? And I was like, I know, right? <laughs> I told you I should do this. <laughs> I told you. With three under three while you're working all the time and I'm bouncing baby in the Tula on the thing, doing all the stuff. If I can just get through that part, then everything else will just be easy. Yeah. You didn't know 2020 was around the corner, but <laughs> yeah. uh, I was yeah, preparing I for something you didn't know. Place. I got in this coasting place in late 2019. And I remember thinking to myself, this is it. I've peaked. Like, where do I go from here? <laughs> JK, hello, 2020. Okay, awesome. That's so great. Thank you for sharing all of that. So before 2020, and you were in that, like, I'm, I've peaked, like I'm coasting kind of phase. Great, things are easy. I barely have to promote. I've got the word of mouth thing down. So- I talk about the snowball example a lot. I don't know if you've ever heard me share it, but like in the beginning, you're trying to get a snowball to roll down a mountain. And it's so challenging at the beginning because you're trying to pack this little tiny snowball and push it and it breaks apart. But eventually it starts to gain traction and momentum and it starts rolling down the mountain all on its own. So you feel like you reached that it's rolling down the mountain all on its own. I did. And then it was like Mulan and somebody blew up the side of the mountain <laughs> that's great that's perfect it was just gone. Perfect. there wasn't a place to roll the snowball down <laughs> it was there it's just it nobody's just... nobody's gonna receive it I know every area has been affected differently um and you and I were talking about this a little bit before but what has your business looked like this year I'm in Illinois and we quickly became a hot spot in the late spring and we went from, this is very casual, what's there to be concerned about? This is an East Coast, West Coast thing. The Midwest is unaffected to 12 weeks of shelter in place, 12 weeks of no meetings larger than two people, 12 weeks of my children are home 24-7 and they should be <laughs> in school. <laughs> and all of my inquiries just completely stopped. We, in some hospitals here, we're not even allowing one support person, let alone just dad being there. Right. And then it became a, well, some areas are kind of opening up and they're letting a second support person, as long as that person is a um, active support role in your birth. And I decided pretty close to the end of doing the marketing course that I felt like adding the doula certification was important to me. It was important to my clients, not even for me supporting them, 
but just for me to have the knowledge of birth. What is birth? What happens at birth? It's a lot easier to anticipate the moments that are coming if I know the possible moments that are coming. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy for me to not get frustrated if I'm at a 27-hour birth, if I understand why that birth is going on for 27 hours. Right. Uh, so I had some clients that were still reaching out and saying, hey, I, I want to do this. I don't know what my options are. My OB says it's not possible. And we ended up having all hospitals closest to me um, within about an hour of me, there's maybe about five different hospitals within an hour of me. Uh, and four out of the five said only one support person, no exceptions, even for moms who were having expected outcomes that you don't want to have. So I got really discouraged and really defeated about it. And I primarily was a hospital birth photographer in the past years. I had a few home births, but most people in my area, they pay three to $4,000 out of pocket for a home birth and they're hiring a doula for $1,000. How many of them really have the extra funds to go ahead and pay for a birth photographer on top of it? It was just unheard of. And then the whole culture of birth changed in the last year. And I started having people who had never intended to have a home birth before say, I understand how meaningful this experience is to me now. And I'm kind of interested in what you're offering. And despite Illinois, as well as everyone's economy, just tanking. And I mean, I had dozens of people that I knew who were unemployed for three months, dozens more who, when they were able to return to employment, were on like a restricted schedule um, or they were tip-based wages, and the, those things just weren't there. So I realized probably about May, June, that I had to completely change my business. I had to completely change who my ICA was. I had to completely change the way that I'm targeting people. So I changed everything. I completely redid my website. I Can we just pause there for one second? Cause I just want to acknowledge yeah. you for um, like recognizing that things are different and I can either bury my head in the sand or I can figure out a way to, I hate using the word pivot, <laughs> but just <laughs> pivot. And cause it always makes me think of Ross and friends. Um, but just like shifting how I'm doing business. And like, that's what I feel like I've been talking about all year is, you know, Brittany and I were talking about this before. Like we, I don't have a choice. (laughs) Like I, it's, I mean, as a lot of, you know, photography is my family's primary income. And so I don't have a choice, but to figure it out. And when you're kind of in that hard place, it's kind of a blessing because you figure it out. Like you have to figure it out. You don't have a choice, but to figure it out. And so I love what, how Brittany came out this is like, did she hear about the quarantine and instantly start like singing zippity doodah and I'm going to figure out a way and whatever? No. What am I going to do? What are we doing? What's happening? Okay. Oh, I thought that's what was happening. Now, actually, this is what's happening. Okay, wait, what do I do? You know? And so everybody is kind of having the same feeling of like, what's going on? What's going on? But then you kind of get to this point where it's like, okay, I can either throw my hands up and kind of abandon everything I worked so hard towards, or I can figure out a way to shift 
and listen to the market, listen to what moms are saying, listen to what people are wanting and keep my business going. So I just wanted to acknowledge you for that and for not like just throwing your hands up and, and actually thinking about, you know, yourself as well as your family and the moms in your community and how you can still continue to serve them despite how things have shifted. In 2019, I hit an income goal that I didn't think I would be able to hit as a photographer. I exceeded the income that I made as a phlebotomist, as a certified medical assistant, as customer service representative. I surpassed all of that and I loved it and I loved what I was doing. And by the time the end of spring happened, I thought, I'm not ready to give up on this. This wasn't just a two-year thing and I peaked and now I'm done. I'm not ready to give up on it. So I started contacting midwives. I, I think that I have expressed several times that my biggest fear has been networking, personal networking. I suck at it. I'm great at it on like the internet, but when it comes to, I have to pick up a phone and call the midwife. I'm like, we're Facebook friends. I sent them Christmas presents last year as like a measure of good, like, hey, Think of me every time you go to a birth and you get to wear this fancy cashmere scarf. Um, I wrote a cute totally. little card that was like, um, don't forget to bundle. Yes, you can wear that. Don't forget to bundle up before you run out to deliver those bundles of joy this Christmas. Like, <laughs> I had like the full on Hallmark marketing scheme going on. It was great. But I hadn't talked to these people for months. I didn't, I didn't even know if they were open to the idea of having additional people in a home birth setting. I had no idea. So the first thing was me reaching out and saying, hey, how are you feeling about having additional people in these birth spaces? Are you interested in sharing this information with your clients? You know, I, I was largely in the hospital setting. I'd love to be able to connect more with the home birth community. I miss it. I'm not a part of it right now. And things have changed and I need to change with them. And part of that also was um, another big name birth photographer had mentioned at one point, you either choose to stay relevant or you choose to believe that you can keep going as things are. And your pricing may need to change to stay relevant. I was to the point where my minimum birth package was $2,000. And I'm not going to get into a home birth community that's very tight knit with this huge price tag and nobody really knows me. And most of my most of my brand is surrounded around hospitals. Nobody wants that. So I dropped my pricing. I dropped the first five home births that I booked. I was going to do for $800. And my husband was just like, are you kidding? What happened? What? <laughs> I have to pay babysitters. I know my cost of doing business down to the penny. And I know that I was not making money at $800. I know what my minimum price point has to be to turn a profit and it is not 800. But I said to these midwives, I'd love to work with your clients more. I'd love to work with you more. Here's my big fancy pricing guide. I'm happy to give your clients only, except it was like four different midwives, your clients only this steep discount. Um, and I'm only looking to share five images from their birth. I don't have to have a full image release to be able to say, hey, look, I photograph home births. I just need like two photos from each birth and then just be able to change the things that I write about those images. And I started getting 
responses. I started getting, I sent Facebook friend requests to those midwives after I had received like some kind of communication back. I was like, okay, we have to be friends for this to work. You have to be able to trust me and know that I'm not just looking to make money. So this forced you to do the networking that you always oh. needed to do with the homeless community. <laughs> that was so your thing. <laughs> I don't like, I, I was okay in quarantine and the idea that I don't have to go out. I don't have to make small talk with people. I don't have to go to your kid's birthday party. I'm not afraid to admit that as much as I come across as an extrovert, I am not. I just don't like. Oh, I hear you. I am hundred percent with you on all of that stuff. Okay. So 2020, the biggest difference for you has been looking and observing the market, which guys, this is true of any business, anytime, anywhere. Like my dad owns his own small business and has for like 40 years. And he was really hesitant to get a computer. He didn't want to get a computer (laughs) because he was used to doing everything manually. He was used to sending faxes, like all this stuff. And he didn't want to get a computer. And it was like 2003. And I was like, dad, you've got to get a computer. Like That's the way things are going. So just in business in general, we have to all be ready and willing to understand what's going on in the world, the market, all of that. And so this is just 2020 is just kind of forced us that have been in this not rut, but just system. I love systems, processes, streamlining. I want things to be as efficient as possible. And 2020 has wrecked all of that, but in a good way, because now I'm listening more. I'm listening more to what people want. I'm listening more to um, what's working and what's not working instead of just relying on what I've always known to be true and to work. So yeah, that would, that would, you would say that was like the biggest pivot for you. And the biggest lesson was listening to the market and understanding like what you needed to do. Yeah. And I have been diligent enough and lucky enough that I did get some conversions from reaching out to those midwives. And it's funny that you bring up, I have to listen because there was one point at the home birth that I was at on Halloween where the dad offered the assistant that was there a cup of coffee. And I retain really strange information. Usually it's completely useless. And in this one case, it planned out. But I said, oh, Shannon can't have coffee. She's allergic to it. And she kind of just looked at me and she was like, how did you know that? And I said, well, you said it at this birth that we were at. And she's like, Brittany, that birth was in 2016. And I was like, yeah, but I mean, it's kind of important to know what other people's allergies are. And she was like, "I'm so, yeah, I can't have the coffee. And she was just blown away. And she started commenting on my business post. She started liking my business post. She started sharing my stuff. And I know that it's absolutely because I chose to invest in her as a person. And I you, love can't, that. You, you can't fudge that stuff. There's no way. I know that... Um, the connections that I've made with midwives this year have been just mind blowing. A midwife who decided to open a home birth midwife who decided to open a physical um, practice location in her town. She was the one that reached out and said, Hey, I want to buy a portrait from that birth that we were at. And she was willing to pay retail, my retail price. Cause I even offered just to continue to try to further the networking. Oh, I'll just have you pay for the cost of it. Don't worry. And she's like, no, I, I want to support you. And she paid the retail cost for a 30 by 40 canvas for That's her awesome. office. And 
she now, she shares every time that I say, this is my availability, or I have a really emotional post. She shares it to, from her business page. She shares it from her personal Facebook and Instagram pages. And she all the time says, every, every mom should have a birth photographer. Are you looking at this one? And I'm like, yes. So relationships again this year. Yeah. So 2020 like forced you into these relationships that are now blossoming and going to serve you long term. That's amazing. So with that in mind, if somebody is watching this and they're thinking about like going into 2021, which is so really weird for me to say, 2021. No, I'm I welcome it with open arms. What would be what lessons have you learned this year that you're gonna take forward with you into 2021? Even or less than if it's just one. I I don't want to like alienate people by the thing that I'm going to say, but God's plan takes time. And I don't see the little pieces and nuggets. I only see those small chunks for what those small chunks are, but I don't see the bigger plan or the plan, how it's going to come together two years from now. I had no idea when I signed up for this course in 2018 that it would be a necessity for me to continue going two years later. You know, I thought that it was just, uh, I'm just going to get through this. I'm going to be good. I'm going to be golden. I'm going to be set up. Not this belief that I had to start the whole thing over again from scratch, print out the ginormous booklet, (laughs) (laughs) everything again. And I think that it's really easy to get hung up on the circumstances that we're in, in these moments, right? Illinois, uh, Friday at midnight scaled back in our five phase plan to restore Illinois and open everything back up. We didn't just go back one step. We went back two steps. We skipped one and just totally jumped and I'm okay with it. I, I'm okay with it because I know that those circumstances are temporary. This whole situation that we're in is temporary It may absolutely change the way that we do things, but growth doesn't have to be a negative thing, right? I know that I'm coming out of this more resilient and more able to face the downs and the ups and downs of my business. So patience that if I keep doing the work, it's going to pay off, but I have to be willing to do the work even when I'm not seeing immediate results. I have Mm. to keep going. That's good. Brittany's taking us to church. Right. That that mom (laughs) who's been trying for six months to conceive, but can't because she's too stressed out and freaked out about COVID. In like two months from now, she's going to conceive. And she will have been seeing three times a week posts on my Facebook or daily posts on my Instagram for months. And no, as soon as she gets that positive, I'm the first person that she's calling. Yes. But if I don't put in the work, she's never going to call. Yeah. Or she's going to be like, is Brittany still doing that? I don't know. Is Brittany taking family photos still? (laughs) Okay. So that was awesome. Thank you for that. Yeah. So I know I kind of want to shift a little bit and talk about social media because I want to, I wanted to talk about 2020 and 2021, but I also want to give you guys that are listening to this, some like takeaways, some strategies, some things that you can do right now, whether or not you're in the course or not um, in your business. So you have had incredible growth on social media in the last two years. So what would be your top, like two or three tips for gaining traction on social media 
engagement and traction? The number one thing has been consistency. I mean, Facebook and Instagram aren't going to include my posts and algorithms. If I only make a post twice a month, they're going to see me as irrelevant. People aren't going to be looking for my posts in the first place. I remember when I was just getting into birth photography and I was like actively, you know, I'd follow my first like two or three accounts that I was so excited. And I would jump on a Facebook and I would specifically go to those accounts to see what they had posted that I had missed. That only works if people see you in the first place and you post enough in the first place. Like nobody's going to go back and check if you only post things two times a month. So let me ask you this, because I can hear people right now, because this is a question that comes up often whenever I say consistency, because people are like, consistency. Yeah, we know, Tamia. Um, And now Brittany's saying it. So (laughs) what if I've only photographed one birth? Like, what did you do whenever you had only photographed one or two births? And you're like, okay, I want to be consistent, but I don't have hardly anything to share. So... I used to think that that was something I should be hung up on and I'm going to see if she still does it. But there was this photographer who um, is in Illinois. She specializes in breastfeeding portraits and they're these very magical portraits and they're very strongly edited. And I was realizing that she oftentimes would have just this one dynamite image and she would post that same image several times, but it would always say something different. It would be drawing on the choices that she was making as an artist. It would be drawing on some sort of higher process that mom was thinking of and booking her session or what the photo meant to mom. Or I don't, it just, it blew my mind that here she had 150,000 followers. I, I called since she was in Illinois, I called to try to schedule and I was like, I mean, if it's my last baby, maybe I should do it. It was $450 for three digital images. And she was booked out a year in advance. And the last 25 posts that she had made were maybe the same five photos. And I was like, "How? what are you doing that's working? And I stopped being so hung up on this idea of I have to keep posting different stuff. Also, I don't see every post that somebody makes. I don't see every post that my mother-in-law makes. Why do I believe that every person who follows me sees every single photo that I post? So I became very open to the idea of it's okay for me to cycle content. I just have to kind of change a little bit, maybe the things that I'm saying about it. Uh, I think I have a few posts on Instagram right now that might be the same photo still. It's a year after I attended a birth where the baby passed away. And I think that I've shared the same handful of images from that birth a hundred times in the last year. Ultimately, I think that it just means that you are creating images that you're known for, right? Like if I say Leonardo da Vinci, you probably only have two portraits that come to mind and the one being the Mona Lisa. So Um, your first tip is consistency Consistency. and like just to get over it. If you're like struggling to wonder, like, should I be posting different things? Like it's okay to share the same thing. And what would your next tip be? You and I talked about it. I think a little bit before authenticity, 
I, I definitely learned the more me that I was in my posts and in my comments, the more people responded to that. If I post something and present myself as a local TV commercial and like, you know, the ones, you know, the ones that have like the jingle that you can't get out of your head or that voice that you've grown up listening to. And I mean, I can think of one in my head right now. It's a furniture store about an hour and a half away from me. And they say, good's the good life. Like, I don't want to come across as that thing, right? I'm not, I'm not a cookie cutter. The, the whole basis of birth photography is that it's a very intimate thing. And if we're not making intimate connections with our audiences, then why is someone willing to trust you or take the chance on you? They have to learn to trust me before they have a desire to book me. And it's from their trust in me and that I'm going to value their story and that I'm going to see the moments that they want to see themselves. That's going to give them the courage to reach out. Cause let's be honest if you go to your partner and say, I want to photograph my birth, like they're going to, you may have said a set of words, but they're going to hear a completely different set of words. So I started, I I did that, um, your 30 day social media daily posting thing. And I started sharing like when it was, um, old, old wives tales and it was, Mm. did your baby have hair? I didn't just say, old wives' tales, did your baby have hair? I said, my first baby had no hair. My second baby, the OBGYN, told me that she had just a head full of hair. And they were telling me that they were making it into a mohawk while I was crowning. And then I finally have her in my arms. And it's like this long. That's not a head full of hair, guys. Like, And those are the things that people are saying, oh yeah, well, that's kind of similar to what happened with me. And then they right. have a desire to share. They have a desire to show you their babies. Every time that I post, show me this about your baby. Just comments galore. Look at my kid. Look at my, we all love sharing photos of our babies. Yeah. There was a, a book that I read. I don't remember the title of it. I lent it out to somebody. And I never got it back. And I'm real sour about that still. <laughs> but, It talked about the idea of personal branding and this belief that because I'm not a, I'm not a big name brand like Tide, that I'm not going to have a big following when in actuality Tide means nothing and they have to pay people to personally represent their brand and make connections for them. They have to hire Gronk to come in and say Tide Pods so that they can connect with people who aren't moms who are you know, trying to get grass stains out of their kids' jeans because every other Tide commercial you watch is a parent folding clothes or a parent talking about how they need to get a stain out of something. But that doesn't reach the, like, 22-year-old in a college dorm who also needs to wash his clothes. So they had to say, how do I connect with this? Who do I hire? Who do I make the face of my brand? But we don't have to do that. We just right. have to be ourselves. Yeah. And guys, we don't have to say like, that's one thing that I say a lot, which now it's Stephanie and I, so I do say we, but I used yeah. to for years just say I, and I used to think that like when I first started my business, if I said 
we, it would sound much more professional, but the truth is like Brittany was saying, people want to connect with you. They want to know about you. They want to connect with you on a personal level. So whenever possible, take advantage of the fact that it's you so that you can build that personal brand. And, and it's a, it's not, not professional to be a person with a personal brand. Yeah. I think my website right now, when you go to the birth section, the first thing that you read is me talking about my experiences and beliefs about birth photography. It's not a big fluff that's like, oh, birth is magical. And because it is, but they already know that. They want to know more about me and what I'm going to personally offer them. So Mm -hmm. that was definitely the approach that I took. And people responded to that. People responded to me telling it's the story of the first birth that I photographed. And people, I have an intake form that says, tell me your story. Instead of like message, it specifically says, what are your struggles? What are you facing right now? Tell me more about you. And the number of people that come back and they say something specific about what I wrote in the copy on my website and something that I shared that was personal about me every time doing it right. Yeah, check. Still working. (laughs) And it helped that I wasn't just writing to the moms on my social media. I knew that I, especially in this world, I have to have more than just moms on board with me being there. I have to... I have to have healthcare administrators on my side. I have to have nurses on my side. I have to recognize their struggles and not minimize them. There are some really polarizing things that I want to be able to say and put out there that are very close to me. I have a pending blog post that I'm not totally sure I'm going to publish or not. Didn't you say that before? And then we all read it and told you to post it. And then it was like epic, like your most best seen blog post ever or something. It's been a year or two ago, I think. So there's this one is worse. Oh oh yeah, it was the the viral the viral Facebook post. It was just like the nurse who's overwhelmed. Was it that one? I thought it was a blog post. I did another one of those too. It might have been the one that I was like, "Hey, our baby unit closed at the hospital. That's four minutes away from me, and it's devastating to me. And I really hate that they're doing this to the community. And that one has probably been my most viewed blog. It was a big hit. I feel like we can talk about forever because I know that there's people listening to this. They're like blog, but let's, let's pause that. Okay. So just to sort of wrap up, what would be your best piece of advice um, for someone who's struggling to get booked and stay booked? If you could talk to 2018, 2017, Brittany, what would you tell her to do? Don't be afraid to be you. Don't be afraid to share the things that you personally feared about your births or that you just, what kept you up at night when you were pregnant? Like, was it the idea that my belly is enormous and there is a whole human that's got to come out of it? And I don't know how this is going to happen. That can be my social media post tonight. Did you have this thought? When, at what point in your pregnancy did you realize, oh, shoot, (laughs) It's got to come out of me. How is it going to come out? What were the things that you told yourself to get past that point? People just, they just want to feel like they're being heard and that somebody sees them. And 
I mean, if we can sit as women and just get together at Thanksgiving and talk all about our births for two hours, and we already all know each other's birth stories because we're family and we've done it every Thanksgiving for the last six years, but we're still doing it. Why can't you just do that on your Facebook? It, the exact way that you're sharing information on your personal Facebook page. Hey, look at this cool thing my kid's doing. Hey, look at this cool thing this mom did in her labor. Isn't this incredible? Holy cow. You don't have to change and become this professional right, for your business page. And would you say that it's even more critical going into 2021 because we've all been so distanced from our normal life and each other and parties yeah. and functions and all these things to and even more so important to be yourself? And people are craving to talk about things that aren't headlines in the media right now. Mm -hmm. Like there was definitely a time period in late October, early November, where anything that I posted wasn't getting seen. But obviously that's just because there were huge things going on, but I kept doing it and I kept plugging around. Okay. You can change your shirt. My daughter's like, I spilled on my shirt. (laughs) There's something that I would post about. How many times did your child ask to change their shirt in a day? It was cute when they were these adorable infants. And then you shared the photo that you took from a birth of a brand new baby putting on their first outfit or like. Okay. Brady has given you guys like 20 Facebook post ideas in this call. So there's no excuse whatsoever. Um, Okay. So how can people connect with you? Where do you, where can they connect with you on the socials if they're not following you already, which I'm quite sure most of them are. Uh, I'm really trying to up my Instagram game this year because I realized that my home birth clients are on Instagram. So please follow me on Instagram and get me above the 2000 follower count. I have been sitting at 1,886 followers for four weeks. And it's like, I love that you know the exact number. Is that really what it is? I'm going to check right now. I'm going to check right now. Is it at Brittany Hogue or Brittany Hogue photo? At Brittany Hogue photo. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pop it up here. So y'all go help Brittany hit her 1,200. I mean, 2,000. Oh, uh, I'm at 1,887 right now. But I'm going to get that one person who unfollows me when I post a strange photo. <laughs> and then it's going to drop back down. So I've had 0.06% growth every single day because I'm, you know, I, I'm posting things that people who started following me a couple of years ago didn't realize that's what they were signing up for. Right. So I'm right. repelling, repel, repel, repel. I'm repelling yeah. all those people that I don't want. But I just give me over that hump. Feel free to ask questions on my images. I am happy. I'm happy to dive into camera settings. I'm happy to dive into <laughs> storytelling. She's trying to get a boost in her algorithm. I love it. And a new follow. Thank you, Jessica. <laughs> um, I, you can message me in turn my into a telephone. Yeah, you <laughs> give me more ideas for my story highlights because it's. I've said for a full year, I'm going to set up my story highlights. I'm going to do it. Well, you I did it. Got the little circles set up. They're not all filled with stuff, but I did the hardest part, which is to get it up there. You know, boom. Done is better than perfect. Yeah. Please, each and every one of you tell Brittany, thank you for for joining us and chatting about all of this and deep diving into her life and everything she has going on and and what's been going on in her business and just sharing these takeaways. I know your time is very valuable because 
your solo parenting a little bit. So I really appreciate it very, very much. And um, if you have questions, go hit her up on Instagram. It sounds like she is ready and willing to dive in there and answer some questions. Yeah. Um, I don't really know how to Instagram that well. So getting the practice of communicating with people makes me feel less fumbly when I'm talking to a client. <laughs> I booked my last three clients off of Instagram. One of them was a $2,000 client. So yeah, know where it pays to know where your clients are hanging out, guys. Yeah. Yeah. And for more and more of us, it's becoming Instagram, including myself. Facebook has been my go-to for so many years. And I've started to see the shift the last 12, 18 months over to Instagram. So pay attention to where people are engaging with you and pick one platform and master it. And that's what I tell my students. That's what I told Brittany. I think probably that's what I tell everybody is pick one platform and get really, really good at it. Wherever you think your people are hanging out and then go on to a second one. Don't try to master everything all at once because that's how you do not stay consistent because you feel burnt out and overworked trying to do all the things. So um, schedule your posts, schedule your posts, schedule your posts. (laughs) Two weeks at a time, sit down for an hour and schedule your posts. Who cares? Just put something up. Something is better than nothing. Just put it out there. You will get better at it as long as you post it in the first place. Yes. And if nobody responds, that's okay. That's okay. It's data. That's what I keep. It's like, it's when somebody, when you post something and it gets no engagement whatsoever, that's okay. That just tells you that either it was the time of day, it was the image or it was the caption that people didn't respond to. So now you have information to go off of for your next post. Like, okay, people didn't like that. So what, and guys, it's still, I'm sure it happens to Brittany and it 100% happens to me where I post something and I'm like, Oh, well that completely fell flat that's weird. Hmm. What was it? And I fix it for the next time. That's how you get better and better and start to understand your audience. Yes. Oh yeah. Thanks Brooke. Brooke said Facebook business suite lets you schedule, um, Instagram and Facebook creator studio. Like I don't even mess with Planoly or later or any of those other services. Now I can upload Instagram, IGTV videos right from it. I can also then quickly flip between my Facebook and my Instagram and see that I'm not duplicating information too much. Yeah, they they streamlined it so much in the last few months. It is a breeze and it's free. You do not have to pay for studio creator studio through the Facebook business page. All right, girl. Thanks again. I really appreciate you coming on here and we'll talk soon. Okay. Bye. See you later. Bye. All right. So I know there was a lot in that episode and I'm so thankful that Brittany shared so freely about her experiences. So please make sure you write down one or two thoughts or inspirations or action steps after listening to this episode so that you can take something you learned and implement it, not just spending time listening, but actually doing something with what you just heard. And also don't forget to connect with Brittany on Instagram at BrittanyHoguePhoto.com. Her last name is spelled H-O-G-U-E. And if you're listening to this podcast, don't forget to hit subscribe if you're enjoying it and leave the show a review on iTunes. And my friend, if you have a passion, it's not an accident because not everyone loves the thing that you love. So whatever your passion is, get out there and make it happen. Have a great week.